love is knowing completely i feel like love is the only full knowledge that we can ever have love is when you wake up in the morning and the first thing that you think of is of your beloved um i think love is just knowing that there is always that person who is going to stand by you no matter what happens and who really knows you and sees through you like even though your voice changes very slightly on the phone they should be able to tell you what's wrong or are you okay Welcome to Exchange, a YDN podcast about the experiences of international and American students. Today we are talking about dating and relationships. But first, let's meet our guests. Hi, my name is Awaron Guru. I'm a first year in Berkeley College from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Chanwick Park and I'm a first year in Saybrook. And I currently live in Seattle, but I was born in Korea. I've lived in California, Georgia and North Carolina as well. Hi, my name is Tembi Gaussi. I am a first year in Berkeley College. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm born in Malawi, raised in Zimbabwe. Hi, uh, I'm, I'm Julian Daniel. I'm a first year uh, he, him pronouns uh, from Saybrook, and uh, my hometown is Atlanta, Georgia. Now I would like to start our discussion with our first question. Should a student come to college already in a long-term committed relationship? No. <laughs> um, it's Because when I was coming to, I mean, I didn't have a boyfriend, but like in my senior year, I was very hopeful that someone would fall in love with me at the last minute. And everyone was like, no, you shouldn't do it. I think it's very difficult to start a new life with things from your old life. And so my opinion is that Because there were very, very many couples in my high school who had been together for like 10 years and that and they were just like, you know what, like a new chapter of our life is starting. And it wasn't a, like a, a bad feelings breakup, like, oh, like this sucks. It was just like, this has been a lot of fun and I'm really grateful for what I've learned from you. And as I move on to the next step, I just think I need to have a fresh start. So watching those people just so gracefully end things and move on to the next stage is what makes me feel like college should be a fresh start in everything. Well, for me, like before I came to Yale, I would have told you that you shouldn't you shouldn't try because it won't work. But having been having been here for for a semester, I think my my new take is you shouldn't try because it won't work out well. I mean, you know, I always thought like for all the couples I knew at my high school, like most of them most of them just broke up on on amicable terms, um, you know, at at graduation. A handful of others pledged to stick it out, but Everyone, everyone around my high school knew that I wasn't going to last long. But I got to Yale, and uh, there's there's this guy I know, you know, for uh, international student from Mauritius, and uh, you know, I consider myself uh, I consider myself pretty affectionate, you know, a romantic who takes stuff pretty seriously. But this guy, you know, he had a, a long term girlfriend from back home who we kept up with despite the uh, the 13 hour time difference. You know, they were they were chatting like like every night and uh, writing letters. I heard and and all of that kind of stuff, and so. And I was I was really I was really <laughs> touched by that, but it was clearly you know a drain on on him as he was having to stay up late nights. I heard, I imagine it wasn't it wasn't great for for her either. So I mean I don't know how much longer it, their relationship would last, but for now at least you know I'm 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 impressed by their uh, by their diligence and trying to see it through despite the uh, despite the immense obstacles. Damn letters, that's crazy. <laughs> I wish someone sent me letters, but. 
I mean, I think I would agree with both of you guys um, in a normal year, but I think this year especially just because it is coronavirus and a lot of other college students, <laughs> a lot of colleges say stay home, don't come to campus. I think it's a little bit different because I know a lot of friends that are just staying home, you know, and since they're not going anywhere, since they're not meeting anyone new, they just decided to stick with their old high school boyfriends and girlfriends. But the thing is, is that like COVID's going to end. I feel like a lot of things that, and it's not, not like in a bad, I feel like everything I'm saying is coming off like negative, but what happens? What's the game plan <laughs> for when colleges go back to normal and everybody has to scatter across across the United States and across the globe? Based on your story, Julian, maybe I've changed my mind. Maybe I do believe now that long distance relationships can work. Um, but I just worry a little bit about like, being far especially because i'm an international student distance is big like you say like oh we're gonna call every day and and we're going to meet every day but space is such an important part of like being with someone and when the space is not there it gets really difficult well when it comes to having a long distance relationship and going into university i think it's only worth it if you're going to be with them for like a lifelong or considerable period of time. Personally, I literally did not date in my like last years of high school. Well, neither did I date in my earlier years of high school, but <laughs> I literally didn't date in high school because I said, well, I'm going to go to university. So what's the point? And even though that may seem like a negative outlook on life, I had a bomb time in high school. I enjoyed life and I feel like you should, you could do this if you honestly believe at the time that this person could play a big role in your life, um, whether you decide to stay with them or not, you may learn something so huge from them. But I personally don't even call my mother every day. So Tabby, call your mom. Why should I be calling? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, I have so many people in my life that I should call every day before I call like my little boyfriend from like eighth grade. I think I speak on, on behalf of all mothers everywhere that they would be proud of you, Tempe. <laughs> Thank you, Chanel. Thank you. <laughs> to add on to what Tempe said, you just need to come to a level of maturity and realization about yourself if you're going to be in a long distance or like comedy relationship. And I feel like it takes time to reach that level or at least that was the case with myself and a lot of people around me. So waiting till college seems like a good idea at least. There have been success stories though. At the same high school where people broke up, there was this couple who are still together and they got together in like eighth grade. Um, and now they, they've graduated college and are doing like their masters and they're still together. So this isn't to say, the thing about relationships is that I've realized that all advice should be taken with like a kilo of salt. Because every every single time you're in a relationship with someone, it's different. And like sometimes the rules apply and sometimes they don't apply. So like while I might say, no, I don't believe in long distance relationships, tomorrow I might meet someone that makes me want to be in a long distance relationship. I also know of some situations where the couple won't break up, but they'll be like, for example, for a lot of international students and in Nairobi, they'll be like, okay, we can see other people, but when we're in town we can like hook up. I don't know. What do you guys think about that situation? I mean, at, at, at that point, why bother calling yourself a boyfriend or girlfriend? At that point, aren't you basically friends with benefits? 
wouldn't that be described as an open relationship if you're seeing other people, but like hooking up when you're together? I don't know if this was, I think the purpose of this question was like based on commitment. So if you're like just chilling with anyone you want to, are you really committed or maybe it's just the label? So so under this scenario, you would still be calling. You would still be like, you know, calling each other every, you know, every day or, or every so often. But you would also be seeing other people on the side. Maybe there's a sort of commitment in that, in that you commit to being together when you're together and you commit to not being together when you're not. And my opinion on that is that it's it's hard to like because I was in like a personal oh, personal time. I was in like a thing. I never dated this guy, but I was like in this thing where like every summer we would like act like we were in love and like write each other letters and like go on like nine hour Zoom calls. And he went to my school. We were in the same English class. It was crazy. But whenever class was like in session during the school year, like we would act like we didn't know each other. But as soon as summer break, like, boom, let's start chatting. Let's start talking. And I guess I think you're right in the sense, Julian and Tembi, like sometimes you need for for the sake of the relationship and for the sake of like respecting the other person, you need to label the relationship. But sometimes you're just lonely and people are familiar. You know what? I feel like this is a great time to a war. You raised a very important point to normalize defining relationships. I feel like that is a very key a key topic and a key statement that needs to be made for this age group or society as a whole. Everyone, let's normalize defining relationships, okay? I think we need to stop. Okay, we can still play the games. The game of love is a fun game to play. But sometimes, sometimes it's more of a wear and tear than a game to play. So let's just be on the same page sometimes. Let's consent to confusion. Let's not keep the other person in confusion unless they consent to not wanting to know what's happening in this relationship. I certainly agree with Tembi in the sense that I think if both of the partners love some sort of uncertainty or open relationship, that's very cool. But some things need to be discussed beforehand so that at least both partners are on the same page about everything. And considering that relationships should be founded on love, trust, and also like just having fun, that sense of having pure fun with each other. It's really important. And having that certainty and assurance, I think, is an important part of really providing that fun. How about crashes? How forward should one be with his or her crashes? Do you guys think that changes from culture to culture or university to university? Regarding crushes, I mean, I speak as the guy who uh, confessed to his crush in, I think, tenth in tenth grade, and then promptly like got the entire damn school was talking about it. I think that like in a in an ideal world, you know, everyone would be would be mature enough to come up to someone and be like, hey, you know, I I like you, you seem cool, you want to go, you want to go grab something to eat, but like you don't want to live, you don't want to live with with regret. And so I, I always tell everyone, you know, everyone who tells me about a crush, I tell them, you know, go ahead. Shoot your shot. You'll regret it afterwards if you don't. As someone who also was like a serial confessor, how forward you should be with your crushes depends on what your intention is. Like if you like the person so much that you're willing to just like take the leap, then just go for it. The worst that can happen is that you get rejected and that happens like all the time. But sometimes you want a crush to just be a crush. Sometimes you just want to 
have the feeling of liking someone and you're not interested in pursuing a relationship and that's fine too. On what a war said earlier, answering Katerina's question, it is true on the intentions of why and what you would say to your crush is very important because sometimes you just like to admire from afar and you know just it is very personal but um you bringing up culture i feel like katarina was a very um important conversation to have because i know there are some cultures which do not condone or do not really praise uh certain genders or certain people to be the ones to admit their crush um i think it's very common in the world that the guy should make the first move and there are some cultures which still embrace that and they'll probably look down upon I'll just use what I know but usually you know the guy making the first move and it's not really looked up to a girl to make that first move but honestly live your best life as someone who as a woman who has always made the first move I've never been asked out by a man I don't know why I'm saying that to a year population but <laughs> normalize like that it's so heteronormative to be like the guy likes me or and, and like they should ask me and like not everyone first of all is in a relationship with like a guy or like someone who's even like binary um and so just normalize liking someone and being forward about it and i feel like one point we should make it's very personal how you treat a crush and i think the reason that make the first move became normalized was because people had these expectations or these stereotypes that were given to the male group of people and the female group. I think today it's obviously not everywhere, but I have seen a more effort being made in society to not group and stereotype a whole group of people. And I think that with how someone approaches their crush, different kind of people with different characteristics and personalities would approach it differently and that's across all spectrums of who people are well i think you were right about cultures because at least in turkey like there was always this um expectation that guys would come and ask you out and it was always very stressing for a girl to just go and admit to a crush but i feel like it's also a mutual feeling for everyone like regardless of gender i think that burden and that again uncertainty of like the response you're going to receive from the other person whether they also will respond back to your feelings or whether they will say no to you i think that is really um that really puts so much pressure on you and i personally was never good at admitting my crushes um but yeah so i think that also raises a question for me and also for you guys so do you think what each partner expects from each other um changes with cultures or what stage of your life you're in yeah i think i'll answer by this answer this one by saying um kind of uh what my parents taught me about relationships and um how they approached it and that and that was um absolutely nothing we never talked about it ever. Um, they always referred to my girlfriends as, "Oh, your friend is here." Never said the word girlfriend. It's not like we don't have the word girlfriend in Korean or anything. I just don't think they cared what I did. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> um, I think it, I think it, I think it'll change moving forward as I get older. And of course, the older you get, the more serious your relationships get. 
But at that level, I don't think they particularly cared or thought it was important enough to discuss. I grew up in a Christian household. And so dating was always like, it was like, why are you dating? Because if you're dating, you're dating for marriage. So like, why are you having a boyfriend at 16? Like, are you planning to marry this guy? Um, and <laughs> the answer was always, no, I'm not. But before I went to college, I sat down with my mom and I was like, mom, I'm going to be dating in college. And she's like, you know what, Awar, honestly, just like be with as many different people as you can um, and just experience as much as you can because college is the only time where there's there's no risks and there's no stakes. Like Chanwuk said, the older you get, the more stakes there are in a relationship. And college is sort of like the last frontier where it's just like a free-for-all and I will just enjoy my time and, and, and love people and like break up with people and, and love people again. So I'm really glad she told me that because like you, Chanwuk, most of my life, my parents were just like, you are at school, so you do not have a romance. Like romance does not exist. So Aurora, um, how many public crush reveals can we expect for you from you for the next 3.5 years so i'm remodeling um, my business model <laughs> i've realized that um publicly professing your love for everyone that you think is vaguely attractive is not the move <laughs> so so um maybe if i'm lucky like two <laughs> so obviously this is not a normal year but um how do you guys think that the pandemic has affected relationships? I believe there's a boom in online relationships because of COVID. I honestly, I've spoken to so many people. The number of, uh, sorry, the number of people I've spoken to who have, who have online people they vibe with in quotation marks and online crushes and people they're flirting with. There's much more of that, I believe, right now because... Many people's interactions are literally online. And with the quarantines just coming back to back to back, the shutdowns keeping to come in, I feel like there's a lot of accustoming people have had to being online. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how some of these online relationships play out when they're in person again. I think the pandemic has made dating a lot more intentional. Like before, it was really easy to just be casual about things for like six to seven months and then like never actually resolve or to be very slow to get into a relationship but because everybody is alone in their houses and we realize that time is running out and you can't do like very casual non-committal things and so it made everyone I think a little more willing to enter to go into a first date with an expectation. Thank you so much, guys, for sharing your experiences so sincerely. It was a real pleasure having all of you here. I am Sudein Inmas. And I am Katerina Cariotti. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Exchange. Stay tuned for our next episode.